0: Hi, this is Fred Olin Ray, and this is One Take Territory. It's Friday afternoon, and I'm pleased to say that we are now available on seven platforms, including uh, iTunes. So, thank you, thank you for uh, listening and getting our numbers up where we can get onto these different platforms. Uh, it's a good thing too because I'm highly untechnical for a person who makes movies for a living. Uh, I wouldn't even be able to do this podcast if Anchor uh, podcast uh, service didn't make it so damn easy. So this is the last day of the week before I start filming uh, my new show, which starts on Monday, and will probably be the last uh, film that I make this year. And it's been a good year. This is the third film I've done, and that's about all uh, anybody can really ask for, unless you're in some kind of uh, a really golden, golden age. Uh, And I had a belated birthday lunch with my friend Richard Gabby today at the Smokehouse. And uh, for those of you who don't know, the Smokehouse is an old, old, standard uh, restaurant across from Warner Brothers Studios. And the thing that I remember most about it in the past was that Alex Gordon claimed that he took his fiance to see his movie Voodoo Woman back in the 1950s. And after the movie... uh, they went to dinner at the Smokehouse, and she was so upset about the film that she gave him uh, his engagement ring back. <laughs> and I was friends with Alex Gordon for a lot of years, and maybe someday we'll talk about him and his brother, Richard Gordon, who were both producers. But today I had lunch with Richard Gabby, who is a friend of mine, and I've known him for ages. We did Dinosaur Island together and a bunch of movies and of course he made his own films. He's made a lot of films that somebody here might know like Virgin High and Hot Under the Collar and um, Assault of the Party Nerds and uh, and we've been friends for just, just feels like it's been forever. And uh, so that was great. And it's uh, Brink Stevens' birthday today. Brink's birthday today. She's got her birthday 10 days after mine. We're almost exactly the same age. And uh, I've known uh, Brink since about 1987 and uh, we've certainly shared a lot of life adventures together uh we've we've uh, vacationed in um, in the uk and uh, uh, we did a little winter vacation once or fall vacation around halloween in uh, salem massachusetts and uh you know we've done a lot of great things and been great uh friends for for many years so we're wishing her a very 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 happy birthday and she is in Uh, the uh, sort of top secret project that I'm going to reveal as soon as this movie is over. I've had to wait for the right time because I've had some distribution uh, issues that I had to clear up, and they're all cleared up now. All I need is some free time uh, to go at this. So today, I thought I would talk about what I like to call Video Piranha Tank. And it's a little bit of a story, but since everybody says, hey Fred, everything you're doing is too short, make it a little longer I'm gonna just go tell you the whole story. So when I was um, making armed response they came to me I needed a guy to play one of the um, Asian gangsters the guy who threatens Mako and they said here's a guy you should use his name is Sam Hiona and I looked at Sam Hiona's uh, resume and I saw that he was the villain in Hot Potato sort of a 1970s kung-fu movie with Jim Kelly and I said, okay, let's, uh, let's meet. So I met Sam, and Sam came in, and he did the scene where he's threatening Mako, and I think Michelle Bauer is sort of just, just a topless dancer in that scene, but she looks great, as she always does. And uh, when the movie was over, um, one of the agents or something said, Fred, you should hook up with uh, Sam Hiona in San Francisco. He's like the godfather of Chinatown, for reals. And I went, oh. So I I gave him a call, and um, I said, I was thinking about taking a little weekend vacation, whatever, in San Francisco, and Dawn and I went up there. And we met up with Sam, and he took us to a place called Little Joe's in Chinatown. And um, we were sitting there in the restaurant, uh, having a good time, and I looked over, and some kids came in, teenagers, whatever, came over, talked to somebody at another table. And the guy at the table got up and he walked outside and you could see them through the window through the front window of Little Joe's And they went out there and somebody shot him (laughs) I'm not kidding. There was gunfire and somebody shot this they shot this guy right outside of Little Joe's after coming in and talking to him It was just like something out of a movie. It was crazy so I stayed friends with Sam over the years and he was in um, terminal force and some of our other films I can't quite remember but he had uh, piranhas, he had pet piranhas, and I said, wow, I said, you know, I, would, I wouldn't I mind having something like that, and he said, the guy who has them is a guy named Sam Gould, he's Elliot Gould's son, and I got hold of Sam Gould, and I bought these piranhas from him, now when I bought them, I bought three of them, they were fire belly piranhas, and they were about the size of a of a tablespoon you know like in your kitchen that's and they kind of shaped like a tablespoon and i had them in a 10 gallon tank and you would feed them um what they called feeder fish you go down to the, the the pet store and for 10 cents a piece they have these goldfish that are just meant to be put in a tank to be eaten by another fish and uh i have them in this uh 10 10 gallon aquarium up in a window uh, on my house on Knob Hill Drive. And you can see them in the show uh, Scream Queen Hot tub Party. If you're paying attention and you look back, they're to the right of the painting of Richard Chamberlain that they're always talking about in that show. You can see the 10 gallon tank with the three piranhas in it. Well, it didn't take them long before they started getting big. So I said, you know, I better get a bigger aquarium. And I got. I don't know if it was 30 or 40 gallon, huge aquarium, which I put at the bottom of the stairs, and I think you can see that aquarium in the movie *Angel Eyes*. If you see that movie with Monique Gabrielle and Eric Estrada, which was filmed mostly in my house, uh, you can see the big aquarium with the piranhas. So I get a net, and I have to catch them and transfer them to the other uh, aquarium, which is kind of across the room. So I get the first one in the net, and I'm walking across the room, and the son of a bitch bites through the net, and now he's hanging halfway in the net, halfway out the net, and I'm thinking, I'm gonna—this thing's gonna hit the floor. And I didn't want to put my hand under it because he's biting away as fast as he can. I just, just barely get this little piranha over to this other big tank and get him in there. The rest of them, I had to kind of fish them out of there with a net with a hole in it, and put them into a pot, and then carry the pot over. But before too long, they had gotten as big as my hand, like they're the size of the ones in the movie Piranha. And they're eating these fish left and right. And I said, you know, I said, you know, these people have these videos, this is back in the VHS days where they had videos of like a fireplace. And you would just put this video on and it would just for an hour, or whatever, it would just show you this log burning in a fire, and it was supposed to be you know, therapeutic. They still do it on TV here in LA on Christmas morning. It's called the Christmas Yule Log, and it's just a TV broadcast of a log burning in a fire. So I said, look, I'm gonna, make, um, <clears throat> I'm gonna make something called Video Piranha Tank, where I'm gonna set the camera up and dump the 30 goldfish in there, and for 30 minutes, people can just sit there and watch these fish, chase these other fish around and eat them. And I did film it, but I, I lost the tapes. And somewhere along the line, I found one, one tape, probably a high 8 tape, that had some of the video piranha tank on it. But the piranhas were very difficult to take care of, especially if you're not an experienced uh, aquarium master such as me. Because what would happen is they would eat the fish, but sometimes they wouldn't eat the entire goldfish. The head or something would you know, sink to the bottom and find its way behind a rock or something. And then that head rotting down there would foul the water and the piranhas would get this cottony, patchy stuff on their eyes. They called it cotton eye. And it was physical, I mean it stuck out. And you had to then put penicillin in the water to clear up the piranha's cotton eye. And you had to put your hand in the tank because I I tried an algae eater but they ate the algae eater. So you have to stick your own hand in the tank to clean the algae off the glass. Which was very nerve-wracking at first, but the piranhas were really cowards. There were some artificial plants there, and they'd go behind there and they would hide. They would hide behind the plants. And they wouldn't come out for an hour or so after you put your hand in there. So it wasn't, it wasn't too too bad, uh, on that. But at one time, I, I put some crabs in there, thinking, oh, the crabs will eat the uh, pieces of goldfish that have sunk to the bottom, and a crab could probably defend itself, and and the crabs would would bat the piranha in the nose when it came near him with the claw and i said okay i think this is going to work out well it came in the morning there's nothing but shell all over the bottom of the aquarium they'd eaten all the crabs in the dark and uh so i put uh, i put 30 fish in there at one point and i guess they were they weren't that hungry six fish survived six fish didn't get eaten And the days went by, and the fish kept hanging in there. The the six fish kept hanging in there. About a week went by, and I thought, well, these guys must be starving. I wonder why they won't eat those six fish. So I called Sam Heone, and I said, Sam, i got a problem. I said, i got six fish in there that they don't seem to want to eat. I said, "Um, but I'm afraid they're gonna starve. And Sam said, you know, because they didn't eat them the first time, they've become part of the tank society. And they see them as just tank mates. I said, well, what do I do? He said, go down and get 30 more fish and dump them in there. he said, they won't be able to tell those six from the, the other 30 and they'll eat them. And uh, so I did, I dumped 30 more goldfish in there and that was it, they went to town and it was all over. But uh, ultimately they were, they were always unhealthy and one day I came in and one of them was dead and he'd been partially eaten by his other two tank mates. And uh, little by little over the years they, they, uh, they passed away quietly <laughs> in their sleep. And so I had this giant, um, I had this giant tank. So I'm making this movie called Cyberzone with Mark Singer. Bob Corey was in it, Matthias Hughes was in it, uh, a couple other people, I can't remember right now, but in this one scene, Mark Singer goes to, uh, he's got the head of an android in a bag and he's there to get the bounty. And in this futuristic set, this office set, they had these two weird looking creatures, aquatic creatures. They were swimming around in this tank. They were called water dogs, and they were big. They were about a foot long, and they were kind of like a milky coffee gray, uh, but they looked like a giant salamander of some sort, but they were big. And I I said, what is that? And they said, that's a water dog. They said, "Uh, we bought it at the pet store, but we're gonna return it at the end of the day and say it just didn't work out. I said, don't sell them. I said, I'll buy them, I'll buy them from you. So I took these things home and I put them in the big tank. And they had four legs and they had some kind of gills and stuff. And they swam around and they were pretty cool looking. What I didn't realize is that ultimately they would actually change and become a real salamander or a newt or something. They transformed into something else. And they were constantly climbing out of the tank and walking around the house. And at one point I lost track of them and I found them behind a sofa somewhere and they were all dried out and they were dead. That was the end of, that was the, end of the, the aquarium and the tank. I think ultimately I gave the tank to Don the Dragon Wilson whose son had a, a lizard and needed a better home. And I think I donated the, uh, the tank to uh, uh, Don Wilson who, who lived, I was on Knob Hill Drive and Don was on uh, right off Valley Vista and Dickens, which was probably walking distance from, from where I used to live. But anyway, <laughs> video piranha tank. See, that would have been a that would have been a production uh, worthy of uh, of, uh, of promoting. So that's kind of it for Friday. I'm going to um, I'm going to be shooting from uh, next Monday till October fifth, and then uh, I'll try to get something uh, up so that I can stay fairly current. Uh, if anyone has a question. If you have a question, uh, you can send it to me, either through my official Fred Olin Ray Facebook page, or I think there's an email address for that. But uh, you could also send your question to fred at retromedia.tv. And that's fred at retromedia.tv. And maybe we'll do uh, one a little entry where we just answer a bunch of different people's questions. You know, I'm not here really to dish on ex-girlfriends or call out uh, uh, people for things that they might not appreciate. But otherwise, I'm pretty open to uh, suggestions. So uh, send me a message, drop me a line, share this podcast with your friends. Now that we're on iTunes, let's see if we can get our listener base up and uh, take over the world. Thanks a lot, and I'll see you next time.